Hey, mom friend, I am so happy that you are here. Today's episode is just about starting from the bottom, meaning getting to know each other. I'm going to share with you in this episode where I come from, who I am, and just how I got here, (laughs) as well as what our friendship is going to become, because I'm telling you right now, we will be friends. At the end of it, at the end of the day, you and I, girl, will be on the same level and we'll be doing this motherhood journey together. So I will see you inside. (laughs) Hey mama, welcome to Simplify Birth and Motherhood. I am Amanda. I am a wife and mom of four. I have had a hospital birth, unexpected c-section a few home births and now i'm a birth advocate childbirth educator and your cheerleader in the toughest hood of them all motherhood do you wish you knew what options were available to you when becoming a new mom or adding more to the mix are you ready to nurture and build up your mom gut so you can be more confident educated and bold in this podcast you will begin to understand find support and turn knowledge into power education and resources for pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, and for the early years of motherhood. If you are ready to get clarity to empower your birth and motherhood journey, then throw up your unbrushed hair, hike up your high-waisted pants because sister, (laughs) I know you are wearing them. Put the baby in the ergo and let's start feeding our God-given mom guts. See you inside. Well, well, I'm so glad that you made it in and we are just on the go. Okay, so as you can tell from the intro and possibly the trailer, if you've not listened to the trailer about what this podcast is about, a little bit about who I am, just like a little sneak peek, just go check that out real quick. It's really not that long and then come back in here because this is where I'm going to just go over everything. I mean, we're going to talk about so many different stuff and really, I don't mean to sound very into myself, but (laughs) we're going to just, I'm just going to let you get to know me. I'm just going to share all kinds of different things with you today about who I am and where I come from. Again, as you know, I am Amanda and I am a childbirth educator and I'm a birth advocate. So my journey kind of started off a little bit, I feel like, seven years ago when my son was born, before my son was born, and I found out that I was pregnant. And it actually started with somebody just planting a little tiny seed in my heart about childbirth and what it could become and what pregnancy is really like. And just from there, it just has blossomed into something great and amazing. So I am a mom and that's my first priority is being a mom. (laughs) Well, that's my first calling, I should say. And I take it very seriously. So don't cross me because this mother is a mama bear. Just just kidding. But for reals though, um, this is my calling is to being a mom. I knew when I was young, I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be a wife and I wanted to teach my children. So I've had this gift of teaching for a very long time. And With that, it just, again, has slowly blossomed since before my son was born. When I found out that my son was born, uh, or going, not born, because I would have found out before then, but (laughs) when I found out that I was going to be having my son, I just didn't know. I knew nothing about pregnancy. I knew nothing about childbirth, nothing about being a mom, I can tell you that. (laughs) Um, Not because, you know, for any other reason, but the fact that, you know, 
when you're a kid, you don't really pay attention to how to take care of babies. And again, I am, I have an older sister, so it's just me and my sister. So the youngest, I mean, we're pretty close, never really had a opportunity to be in a situation to take care of a baby. So growing up, never knew how to take care of a baby. So it started off as just that, not knowing and almost kind of like, I think when everybody gets the reaction of when they first find out that they're having their first child, they get like a little scared. Like, what do I do? How do I even take care of myself? And so thankfully I had some help through, I was seeing one of my friends who was a holistic practitioner. Uh, I just had asked her a question and she kind of put the seed in me, letting me know, like, it's not just a one size fits all. And this is where you can start. And since then, thankfully through that, I was able to meet different people like my midwife and a bunch of other other amazing women, student midwives, doulas. It just opened up this door of possibility for me. And I knew the moment that it all started that this was going to be my jam. I don't know. It just really resonated with me. It was like this hidden desire and hidden passion in my heart that I was like, it had just awakened. It was just it's been crazy. And so since my son, since being pregnant with my son about almost eight years ago, I have been a birth advocate. But it's just within these last three years that I have actually become a childbirth educator, mom coach, private coach, <laughs> have still a birth advocate and things like that. I just kind of blossomed into something amazing. So I that's who I am. I I'm a mom and I help other moms be moms. <laughs> Basically, bottom line, this is what I do. So I, again, started my journey with my son. And then once I found out that my son was going to be born, I immediately wanted to do a home birth when I knew nobody in my family has ever done this. <laughs> I have never done this, but it just seems to fit me. I am not a big fan of hospitals. I'm not a big fan particularly just going with the flow because somebody else has said I'm very much of a rule breaker <laughs> in my heart, which is the double-edged sword. It's a curse and a blessing. I knew that I wanted to home birth. Knowing that I wanted to home birth, I really educated myself. I knew in the back of my mind, I think just kind of that reality of like, oh, I could be transferred, but I never really thought that it could be me. I never really thought oh, I'm going to be transferred, even though transfers with first-time moms are relatively a little bit higher than second, third, fourth moms who have had home births, but just never thought it would happen to me. So this entire time that I'm going through my pregnancy, I'm preparing for our home birth, and I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then 41, 40 weeks comes around, still no baby. I mean, 41 weeks, still no baby. 42 weeks. I mean, you're coming down to like, 43 weeks, girlfriend, huge, ginormous, first time mom. I mean, nothing, no, nothing going on down there of like, yes, you're going to have a baby. But in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I know that I could have a baby any moment. Like it could change. But sister, it did not. <laughs> so this kid did not want to get out. I mean, I had to serve like an eviction notice on this child because I was like, listen, dude, like this is just not... You can't stay in there forever. We did some natural herbs. And let me tell you, from that moment on, when you're talking like castor oil, I mean, I took that sucker twice. 
Like that's just how desperate I was um, because I just was so in my mind set on not going to the hospital. And at the time where I was at, you could not hit 43 weeks and have a um, home birth. You had to be transferred to get induced to the hospital. It's part of their rules and regulations of midwifery in the area that we were having our baby at the time. I just remember we got to get this baby out because I'm so determined to have this home birth. And I just remember everybody in my social circle and people who I kind of knew as acquaintances were just telling me, you know, it's okay if you don't have one, but I was just so dead set on having this. And I think a lot of it just had to do with pride. Like I, nobody in my family had ever done this before. It was not really popular at the time. Like you're talking back in 2015, it was just not popular. And I being the rule breaker and wanting to find my unique path, I was just so dead set on doing it. Well, finally, through herbs, I mean, you're talking like blue and black cohosh under the supervision of my midwife, castor oil, all those different things, walking, eating spicy food, (laughs) doing everything possibly. Finally, things started to get going. But let me tell you, it was like a slow moving train. It was just, I was in labor with this kid for four days. And I'm not talking like prodromal, like early labor. I'm talking like active labor for four days. Finally, by the fifth day, I mean, coming and going, and it usually pick up at night. So I would never really get any rest. So you can just imagine how exhausted I was. And there just came a point where I was like, this is just not normal, guys. Like, right, guys, this is not normal, you know? And so I just made the judgment call out of my own, believe me, it was not something I was very happy about choosing, but I just knew this is just not normal. I'm tired. This is probably why these things are not progressing because I am really exhausted and tired being in labor for four days, not getting a lot of sleep because every time I did, things would pick back up and then when, and then they would fizzle out. It was just not normal. So I was like, you know what? I need to go to the hospital. I'm tired. I mean, this is how unprepared and unwilling. I was just not to the idea of going to the hospital. I didn't even have a hospital bag packed, y'all. And that is like a big no-no. Home birth, hospital birth, like you got to get that sucker pack no matter what, because you just never know. And my midwife prepared me for that, but I was just like, Psh, I don't need that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, just so full of myself. But I really do think, looking back now, after almost eight years, that I was just a lord breaking my pride. Once we ended up transferring to the hospital, I knew, I mean, I went in swinging, I just was not like, okay, let's just do the Pitocin. Okay, let's just do this. Let's just do that. Because I knew I was very, very highly educated and all the staff and everybody knew that I was. So I was not easily persuaded, if that's what I'm trying to say when it comes to medical interventions, because I strictly went in there to get rest. And I was like, if I just get rest, I will feel better and things will progress. I don't need any of this stuff. Well, they don't let you rest in the hospital. Just hate to break it to you if this is your first time. (laughs) If you're a first time mom or if this is your first rodeo, you're not going to get any rest in the hospital. So it just ended up just turning into something where it was like the epidural was, of course, not in my favor. And then the Pitocin ended up not being in my favor. And I just knew adding those together, I was so hesitant to do it, but I just knew adding them together was going to result in basically my worst nightmare, which is not what I expected to happen. I expected to have a home birth, everything to go successful and not needing any medical interventions or any medical assistance, nothing, let alone major abdominal surgery. 
I just did not expect that. I did not prepare for that. It could be a possibility, what my recovery would be, none of that. As you are probably seeing where this is going, <laughs> it did end up in a cesarean. And due to failure to progress because I was on, I was already in there for 24 hours and I was not progressing in the certain amount of time that they wanted me to. And then also due to fetal heart rate decelerating, but just pretty much my son's heart rate was dropping significantly. And so they were like, I'm sorry, this is the last thing we can do. And it was just kind of like we were just out of options. And I started feeling so like I failed. And I not just necessarily, I wasn't even thinking like I failed my child. It was more of like, I failed myself. I failed. I pretty much it was like everybody on the sideline saying like, see, I told you so. <laughs> you know, and It was like so dumb and so stupid. But I really do looking back, believe that that was God humbling me and just being like, girl, you have like way too much pride about this. And you're banking all your hope and all your trust in something that is one, you know, not really up to my control, up to my soul control, but up to obviously God's control only because he's sovereign. But you know, everything happens based upon the sovereign order of God. So it was almost like I was trusting so much more in my own strength and my own capabilities that I wasn't really focusing or having in the forefront of my mind that I was, you know, all right, Lord, come what may, like your will be done in the situation. And so, and more just like wanting people to be proud of me versus really what God wanted for me. Had a C-section. And I remember the one thing that they specifically told me was do not get pregnant within the next 12 to 18 months, try to wait out for 24 months. And I was like, oh yeah, sure, for sure. I'm definitely going to wait a long time because I had really bad postpartum recovery because I was not preparing for a cesarean, let alone know how to take care of myself. And because I home birth transferred, we kind of gave back from the hospital four days later and everything still was kind of the way that it was. So it was almost like returning to like a murder scene, not like bloody murder scene, but just like returning to the scene of the crime where, you know, you go back to somebody's room when, you know, they've passed away and everything's still in its same little spot. So it just kind of hits that little tender spot of your heart. So we still returned with that with that same concept, if you can imagine that, that's pretty much how it was when we returned. And then the recovery was just something I just did not expect. With that to be said, you know, eight months go by and what do you know? I'm pregnant again. So that's like a big no-no, obviously, because it's short intervals of pregnancy and the risk obviously goes up a little bit higher. But not only just that, but I now was considered a VBAC mom or a mom who had a previous cesarean. And that's like a big, like, oh, in our society nowadays, there's a lot of information out there that can, that does not go in favor of mom who is a VBAC, but as well as moms who are short intervals of pregnancy. I was like, well, I'm pregnant. There's obviously nothing that I'm going to do about it now. We're just going to roll with it. So I had been planning again, because I now fit into a different category to me. I was not a regular mom. I was not a mom who had a baby before and just ended up getting pregnant shortly after. I was a VBAC mom, short interval of pregnancy. And so I just, again, just like my first time of getting pregnant as a first time mom, doing a lot, a lot, a lot of research. And at the time I was planning a hospital birth, but then in the back of my mind, I still felt like maybe I could try for a home birth. I mean, the more research that I did and the more that I just considered it all in its entirety, I definitely felt more humbled in this situation of thinking, okay, I, if I do a home birth, I have to, I 
if we have to go to the hospital, we have to go to the hospital. I trusted my provider, meaning my practitioner, my midwife, everybody else. I trusted them. So I knew that if something really did happen, that we would have enough time to go to the hospital because my midwife was amazing. I know that she had the experience. She had before my son, she already had birthed like over a thousand babies in her time. And she was just a well-known, very educated midwife. So I trusted her judgment and I knew by based on her education and experience and her skill that we were in good hands. Last minute, a month before my daughter was born, (laughs) I ended up having a home birth. And it was just so, it was successful. Everything went great. I mean, she shot out like a bullet (laughs) and the recovery was amazing. And it just was such a redeeming moment for me and my family, for particularly me, so much so that I named my daughter. Her middle name is this word and this emotion and this feeling that I felt in that moment. And every time I'm like, man, I cannot believe the Lord gave me the strength to do that and and like allowed me to do this because it was just, I was against a lot of odds. Everybody that I talked to was like, oh yeah, short interval of pregnancy after VBAC, like yikes, you know, that's a little bit of a risk. And so I just really, it was such a redeeming moment for me. And in the process of being in labor, it never once crossed my mind. I'm a V-back mom. I'm a V-back mom. I'm a V-back mom. Like, what if this happens? What if that happens? It was just so organically smooth and wonderful. And it just brought a lot of, it almost just like covered every, like the experience that I had with my son and just really, because after I had my son, and I'm sure a lot of moms feel like this, and because I know I talk to a lot of moms now, but they feel like their body failed them, or they don't feel like a mom, a, a complete mom, because they didn't complete the full circle of birth, like the moment that though they didn't complete the full circle of the birth of becoming a mom, because they didn't have their baby vaginally, or they couldn't do it naturally, or their body just didn't end up showing up for them when the time was needed. It just really redeemed all that. Time goes by. We have another one. We have another successful birth. And I can say this, another successful home birth is what I mean, but I can say this. Out of all the children that I've had, (laughs) which I'm pregnant with my four, so we'll see what this one happens. Um, We are planning for another home birth, so we will see. I know ultimately it's up to the Lord. If we transfer, we transfer. If things happen, then we know that we are in good hands because we trust in the Lord. That to be said, every single birth, and I believe this with birth in general, this is my where I side on birth. Every birth is different. Every pregnancy is different. And things as moms that we go through in every pregnancy is different from pregnancy to pregnancy. So I love working with moms and I love sharing this with them because we need to understand that birth is normal and everything in birth, everything we experience is normal. But that too, if we do have traumatic birth experiences or we don't get the birth that we want, one, there's support to help you to get through that. But two, that the next one is, it could be different. Like you, there's hope. There's a chance for it to be different for you because every pregnancy is different. But what I also say is kind of like a humor as like the comedy behind it is every birth, I feel like, and moms will be able to agree with this, birth just tells you more about your child. Like birth is like an introduction of who your child will be. Because let me tell you, my eldest he took forever to come out and that is so his personality he's not it takes him a while to warm up like he's not really like admin to jump into things whereas my daughter (laughs) 
she shot out, literally shot out like a bullet, y'all. Like, I'm telling you, she was like a little stuck and I turned over and she just shot out and the midwives were like, whoa, 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 catch her, catch her. It was obviously, she like basically tore me in half, but you know, it describes her personality. She's like a whirlwind, you know, it's like she's the, she's her own little magic tricks. Like you see her and now you don't, you know? And so, and she's just yeah, so all births. And then my son, my youngest right now, I mean, he was kind of like, oh, you he's just so unpredictable. You just never know what's going to happen with him or how he's going to react or what response he's going to get. And that's just how his birth was. I woke up not feeling like I was going to go into labor, literally was like, yeah, I'm not having a baby today. And then went on a walk and went into labor on my walk and then didn't even believe that I was in labor. <laughs> and then you know, nine hours later, I ended up having him at home. So very unpredictable. And that's just my son. My youngest is very much like that. So births, I believe, tell us a little bit about our children. I think that's amazing and great. Birth overall can be a very, very healing experience. And when I have talked to mom and when I worked with mom, particularly moms who have had children in the past and who have birth trauma in the past, have found that And what I'm finding is that women, when they want to have more babies and they are getting to that point where they are going to have more babies and when they come to me, it's because they're looking for that redeeming moment. They're looking for that and they find so much healing in that next birth or they find so much healing in that. When I work with moms, it's always something that I really empathize with because that was me. I was looking for that redeeming moment. I didn't get the birth that I wanted, but I ended up getting it later on. And both of those times that I did, it was such a healing, healing thing for my soul and my body and my family. And it just made me just more in awe of how our bodies are created and how that true ringing and my, like that saying, saying, you can do it because literally we were, as women, we were created to have babies, to hold babies. And we were created to do those things, which means that we can, we can do this. We can have a, we can birth babies. We can. And I feel like sometimes our institutions and fear monging and propaganda, those things are just so against that sometimes to instill unnecessary fear or leaving people stuck in that feeling of you tried, but you can't do it again. You tried and you didn't work this time. So what makes you think it's going to work? It didn't work last time. So what makes you think it's going to work this time? That's my passion. I want to awaken women to know that they can do it. That's why I'm doing this. And not only that, but I want people to know what their why is. Because a lot of times when I work with families as a childbirth educator through my private coaching and just sometimes as a mom mentor through postpartum in the early years of motherhood is they always come to me and they're like, well, what what should I say when somebody tells me this, but you know, I don't agree with it in regards to my child or what should I say to my provider when they're suggesting this and, but I don't want to do that. And I know I don't want to do that. And I voice that and they don't like it or they don't agree with me or they're trying to persuade me to make a choice that they want me to make. And I just tell them, you have to know your why. You have to know why you are doing that because that is going to provide a very firm foundation. That is going to fuel, give the defense, and it's going to provide, I wouldn't say security, but it's going to provide you with a very strong, strong mom gut. 
is to know your why. And knowing your why means that you also know what the fruits of those decisions will be. Maybe your why is, well, I don't know why, and that's my why. That's why I do it because I don't know. I don't know any better. Well, the problem with that sometimes is, which you can still have that and be perfectly content, because my job is not to persuade you or to have that passion for you so that you can make that decision. I can make that decision for you. I don't put in that work. I just come alongside you and hold your hand. And I'm like, here, let me help you. And I kind of give you the lamps to light your feet as you walk along this journey. My thing is you have to find what your why is through these educations and resources and tools and classes and private coaching and all the different questions that you may ask and all those answers that come along with them, they are there to strengthen your why. They are there to guide you towards your why. Because if you know why, the fear of answering to man or the fear of walking into an office or the fear of answering Aunt Sally's questions at the dinner table about Thanksgiving who has a totally different opposite view from you, it will help you stand firm. My passion, a part of helping moms is to strengthen your why, strengthen your mom gut. Sometimes they change. Sometimes your why changes. Sometimes you might have a strong opinion about something else, but then you mature, you slowly develop, or you change that. Underneath it all is that you know what the fruits of those decisions are, that you're not making decisions blindly just because somebody else wants you to, or just because it's the normal. Because I can tell you right now that just because it's common, decisions are common, or symptoms, or cause and effect or are all common does not necessarily mean that they're normal and that they're healthy. And everybody has individual needs and desires. And not one size fits all when it comes to pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, and the early years of motherhood. And a lot of that just has to do with our own children. (laughs) And I mean, our own children, every child is different in pregnancy, every child, every pregnancy is different. And so, and just our own chemical makeup, our own body makeup, they're all, we're all different from each other. So one size does not fit all. Not giving into that and knowing what your why is and what the fruits of those decisions will be or what the fruits of the decisions you will make out of that why is equally important. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to just share that with you and I'm here to guide you along and to strengthen your why, which to me is our mom guts. I love talking about the mom gut because mom guts are so real. (laughs) They are a real thing. And I can tell you that the times when I didn't even know it was my mom gut and looking back at it now, the times where I listened to it, I was so, so thankful because I was like, I'm so glad that I did not listen to this or I'm so glad I didn't give in to my fear, my irrational fear. I'm just so glad that I sat myself down real quick and was like, all right, let's think this through. Let's take a deep breath. Like the reaction of sitting, breathing and really gathering myself and not making a quick rash decision, I was able to clearly hear my mom gut. Every time I come across moms, no matter what decision they're making for themselves or for their children is, what is your mom telling you? And a lot of moms will say, I should have, or I should have did this, or I can just, I don't know, in that moment, I just felt like I needed this. And I'm so glad I was like, yes, do not like ignore your mom gut. Your mom gut will lead you. It will guide you. It's the wisdom, the instinctual wisdom and discernment that God has given to every woman. And it's, it's your mom gut. And sometimes our partners, our spouses don't understand that. It's like, they don't know that sometimes our husbands or our partners would be like, 
well, nothing's wrong with our child. Be like, no, something is wrong. That's your mom gut. And so it's like, it never lets me down because it really doesn't. And it's such a strong and powerful thing. But sometimes we don't know how to strengthen that. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we second guess it because, you know, we didn't understand the fruits of the decision of a decision before. So now we doubt ourselves and now we're afraid or we don't know why. And so we're listening to everybody else's mom gut telling them, what their families to do. And they're telling us like, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. But it's like, oh, I just need to find something that is good for me and for my child and my family. That's what I'm here. I'm here to do that for you. And it's going to be all right here in one place. <laughs> really simple to understand because let me tell you, education is not just for the royal, for the elite. It is for us. It is for everybody. There's so much information out there. Interpreting it can be very easy. I'm here to do that for you. So in this podcast, we're going to be talking about pregnancy, postpartum, childbirth, their early years of motherhood, all those things. And anything that comes in between those topics, we'll be talking about that. So we'll have interviews from specialists. We'll talk about all those different types of education tools that are out there that are really encouraging, helpful. We'll do some baby review products that I know a lot of moms are wanting to know a lot more about. So this is what we will be doing in this podcast. And I'm so excited to do this because this is the beginning. This is the beginning of an amazing journey, not just for me, because I enjoy talking. And believe me, I can talk about childbirth education, statistics, outcomes, uh, birth, babies. Uh, I can talk about those things for hours. Like, don't even get me started in conversations like that because your girl gets riled up. She gets excited. I'm super passionate and I will not stop talking until somebody says, yeah, we got to go. It's like one o'clock in the morning. That's me. I will do that. So it's going to be great. So this is going to be a start of an amazing journey for you too, because this is going to be you starting to feed your mom gut, you learning more, being educated and having the power of knowledge to help you make decisions for yourself, for your children as a family, and just to reinforce and support you because there are a lot of moms out there and you might be one of them. And because I've been there, I felt like I wasn't supported. I felt like I didn't have tools. I didn't even know where to look. And now when I talk to moms, when they say, oh, I felt so bad because I didn't know this was happening. And, you know, until I met so-and-so and it was like, no, like you, yes, that's true. Like it was a horrible experience. And yes, like so sad to see your child go through it. But you, you helped them. You, you helped them. You went to that resource. You used your resource. You found out what your resource was and you used that to help him. And you helped him. You are an amazing mom. You helped him. So if we just learn more, we reach out to our resources and just discover what's there and what our options are, then we too can have a really strong mom gut and we too can have a very empowering childbirth, pregnancy, postpartum, and we can just feel confident in our early years of motherhood because the early years are a lot of second guessing. The early years are finding the routine. Our early years of motherhood are about consistency. What does that look like? And they're always changing because our child is growing so much in that period of time. And one thing might be working for six months, but the another six months, it might not. But if we don't know what options are available to us to help us during these changes and learning how to adapt, then we are going to feel like we are drowning. And that is not where I want you to be. And that is not how it has to be because there are education, tools, support, all those things to help you and to support you. So with that, I am so excited 
that we are going to be continuing this next time. And I'm looking forward to our future chats. And if you want to continue with our chats or maybe get to know me on a daily basis, I am on Instagram. It's simplified underscore birth and motherhood. I, we also have a Facebook group that I definitely want you to join that is all in the show notes, all in the description of this episode, that where you can go ahead and sign up, answer a few questions, and just join the community because it's already a big community and it's a community full of moms, families, even moms who have had children who are all grown, who are in their teenage years, and it's just a good community just to come and know that there's other moms who are looking for support, who are looking for resources, and just to ask questions because I'm telling you somebody's probably already wondering it join us over there also you can catch me on email if you are interested in some of my childbirth education classes I currently have so many different options available for moms who are looking for some private coaching who want to take a childbirth education class go ahead and reach out to me my email is info.amandamejia13 at gmail.com I also have if you're having a home birth or a natural birth in the hospital I also have a self-paced online course that can also be accessed and done at your own pace. I would love to see you over there on any of those platforms. If you have any questions, anything like that, please feel free to reach out. Until then, cheers. Hi again. Thank you so much for listening to this great episode. If you had learned something today, please make sure you leave a review in Apple Podcasts and share with another mom friend. Also, pop on over to our private Facebook group, sign up for our email list, and connect with me on social media which are all linked in the description of this podcast. I can't wait to see you over there and connect with you. Now go listen to your mom gut because wisdom will guide you and chances are it won't let you down. Until next time, cheers.